took notes. When you sent me your email, uh, I took notes. <laughs> he is the ideal guest. I knew you were going to be good. Like I, I should have, I should have blocked <laughs> off the hour. I should have done. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Her Life Blogcast. I'm your host Rachel Malik, and I am so excited to introduce you to Sarah Thompson. She's a social media strategist, biracial booty blogger, podcaster, and self-proclaimed hopeless romantic who's absolutely blowing up on TikTok and for good reason. With over 55,000 followers and 3.6 million likes to date, this is only the beginning for Sarah Thompson. Let's meet her. Hey, Sarah. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. I'm just so excited. I said this in my email when I pitched you, like, you just have the energy that I need in my life. Like, I am so (laughs) excited to be on a Zoom. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad you reached out. Oh, my God. Anyway, before we get into all of our book talk stuff, can you give everybody a rundown of kind of who you are, where you're from? What's your deal? Um, so my name is Sarah. I am most, I don't want to say famous, but like you can say mostly no, mostly famous, I guess, on TikTok um, for a book talk account. But I also have a blog, biracialbooty.com. Um, so I have that on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm from Boston. I'm mostly just reading romance books and talking about them on the internet is what <laughs> I'm doing right now. <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm so excited. Where'd you go to school? What are you doing now? Anything like that you want to mention? So I went to UMass Lowell. I graduated three years ago, 2018. The pandemic is like a blur. So it's like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Um, And I did marketing and now I am doing, I'm a social media manager for a finance company in Boston. So social media is my main job and also my side gig, which is nice. I was just going to say, she has a, she has a theme here and I love to see it. I love it so much. Okay. Obviously you're the romance novel girl. Where did that all begin for you? Your affinity for romance. Like, I feel like everyone to an extent has been like, okay, we watched the Disney princesses. We graduated to the rom-coms, but like for you, it's next level. So like mm-hmm. when just talk us through your journey with romance, I suppose. Okay. So I have always loved romance, like in rom-com movies. Like they've mm-hmm. always my favorites, like princess movies and Disney rom-coms and like normal Mm rom-coms. And then a couple years ago, I was at Target and I picked up The Proposal by Jasmine Guillory. Just like on a whim. I haven't, I couldn't tell you the last time I had read a book before that. Like I loved reading in like middle school and high school, but throughout college did not read at all. And then saw The Proposal and it was because I liked the cover. It it has two people of color on it, which is why I picked it up. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, like, I like the movie, The Proposal. Like, maybe this is like that. It's not like that at all. <laughs> but it's still really good. And I read that. And then Jasmine Guillory, I found out that's the second in that series. So I went back and read the first. And then I read all the other ones. And I just started slowly reading more and more and more romance as it went on. Mm-hmm. So that last year I read, I only read six books last year. And this year I set a goal for myself to read 12 because I was like, oh, like I can double it. I'm still mm-hmm. in quarantine. I'm still working from home. And I've read 27 and I'm reading my 28th Love. right now. Okay. So that I'm is so cool. Plowing through it. <laughs> yeah, you are. That's so interesting because that was one of my biggest questions for you because I feel like there's some people who just like reading is always their thing. They've been doing it forever. It's like, they have these, I have one friend who like her goal was a hundred books. And I was like, oh my God, okay. I can't even like get on that level at all. So I like, I assumed that that was going to be your deal. So I think that's really interesting that mm-hmm. I kind of picked up and we're going to get into like a lot of the TikTok stuff because I think that's so fascinating, but I'm, I guess like 
before TikTok started, did you kind of become that person to your friends of like, Hey, I'm looking to read a new thing. Like, did you become the kind of the recommendation girl outside of the internet before? But then again, it seems like it's a very like quarantine specific thing. It is way more recent when I read. So after I'd read the proposal, I was recommending those books to my friends Yeah, and like my roommate is like, she's an avid, avid reader. Like she's always loved to read, but mm-hmm. she doesn't read romances. So we were okay. never like yeah. on the same page. And now I've gotten my other roommate to read romances. So I'm always like, I'll finish a book and I just toss it on her bed. And I'm like, here you go. It's your Love turn it. now. And so I have some friends that I do recommend them now too, but it's more of a, it's way more of a recent thing. Like it was not really happening until this year. That is so cool. And I'm excited that you blew up because that's just like such a fun thing for you. You know what I mean? That all of a sudden you really just like found your niche quickly. Mm -hmm. Another thing about like romance novels that I'm curious to get your take on, like when I hear the words romance novel, I think of like the shirtless guy with the long hair blowing in the wind on the front of the book. And like, that's just kind of not the case anymore. Or maybe it is like, talk to me through like, what is that? Just like old school. And do you ever read those? Or is it just kind of like this new age cartoon cover on a book? Like that's what we're reading now, you know? So I mostly, I have a stack. I mostly read the cartoon covers. No, I feel like it's its own genre. Like when I'm like, oh, what kind of book are you reading? It's like one of those cartoon cover romance ones. And my friends are like, yes. I, I'm very much someone who's going to judge a book by its cover. I, when I go... To Barnes and Noble, I go to the romance section, and I don't necessarily 100% ignore the ones with the shirtless guys on it. But it's not a book that I want to read in public. Just be, and I don't care that people know that I read romance, but I'm just a little uncomfortable reading a shirtless man book in public, or even just like in front of my parents. Like I just, yeah, I don't yeah. need them asking questions about it. <laughs> and so I tend to look for the ones with the cartoon covers, and if it is a shirtless man cover I'm reading it on my kindle so you can't see there you go I remember your rules kindles for smut and I appreciate that (laughs) I'm not paying for smut it's on kindle unlimited that's what that's for keep that on a separate account I like that I appreciate that I think that's important that's so funny I remember like back in the day when I decided to read 50 shades have you read 50 shades I'm assuming that you have it have you I have not actually I've watched the movies but I've not read the books and the only reason I haven't read them is because my mom it's one of my mom's favorite books and I I don't I, get I that. don't want to know what it's about. <laughs> no, I totally understand that. I remember this summer I was house sitting for my aunt when she was on vacation and I found one, like the first of the books, like tucked mm-hmm. away somewhere in her house as I was like cleaning up one day. And I was like, should I do it? And then I just had this moment where I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to read it. So I just like read that book cover to cover. I mean, it's a while. I mean, obviously those books were popular. Like I'm not alone mm-hmm. in that. But then I remember that similar thing where I was like, I can't be reading these around other people. So I would just like read them in the night. So no one mm-hmm. knew that I was reading it. And I think that's totally true. But also a thing I wanted to say about these new, the cartoon covers that we're talking about is like, they do get a little steamy and I'm never ready for it because it's a cartoon. The first, so the proposal was the first romance I read that was like really steamy. And it's not even that steamy compared to ones I've read now. And I was not expecting it. And then I read the Brown Sisters trilogy by Talia Hibbert. They are spicy. It was on a table at Barnes and Noble. Chloe's book was on a table and it mm-hmm. was like a quick reads, like read in one day, like theme table. And I was like, oh, sign me up. It's a romance and I can read it quickly. Sure. Done and done. It is spicy. <laughs> and I was not expecting it in the slightest. No, it's just like so funny because it's one of those things you're just like sitting on a bench and like your mm-hmm. cheeks flush all of a sudden. You're like, wait a minute. What mm-hmm. am I? No, it's one of my favorite things because it really 
sneaks up on you. Oh, I'm so excited to get into like specific picks, but I want to circle back a little bit to, you mentioned like the blog. I know you had a podcast for a second. I feel like we're just like kindred spirits here and I I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to hear about it. Let's start with the blog. Give us the rundown on that. So I started my blog my senior year of college and I haven't written on it in a while. Admittedly, just a lot of things have been going on. I've had a like six month long writer's block, but it started off as kind of like, I wanted to write about like black culture and being plus size and like the combination of those two growing up biracial, like all of those things. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of turned into writing whatever came to my mind. And then more recently, it's been a lot more geared towards dating because I'm 25. I'm trying to date in Boston. It's Mm -hmm. not going well. Um, So sharing like dating app horror stories, first date horror stories, like the good, like good stuff too, mostly bad stuff, but (laughs) sharing some of the good too. Um, So that's where it's kind of gone in the past couple months, year Mm -hmm. and a half or so. I used to write like lengthy reviews about my books and I haven't because I'm lazy. Um, now I talk about them on TikTok, which I'm just going to say, you just found a different, it's just a different medium. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love if we can circle back to the dating scene a little bit. I like can only imagine what a Boston dating scene is like. Yeah. It's not great. (laughs) Boston boys are just, because I don't like the typical like finance bro like that's not really my type and that's Mm -hmm. like a big chunk of them and then if not you're getting like which is like I think they're hot is like I call them boss construction worker hot they're like the working class type guys which they're super hot but then they're usually kind of just like not the brightest Mm -hmm. they're not the Mm -hmm. most like romantic (laughs) which like I'm definitely like a hopeless romantic, but I think I'm realistic. Like I'm not expecting the stuff that happens in my books to happen to me in real life. But if it did, it would be nice. You have (laughs) some ideas of things that might be cool. No, I think that's so interesting too, because I feel like there is a certain part of it where you're like, okay, I understand that this is like also written by a woman. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is what we want to be happening. But then like, there is that weird disconnect. And I like that you're just like, you're on the apps. We're doing it anyway. And I think that's what you have to do. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's an uphill battle, but like we're out here. I want to see this turn where like the Boston construction worker hot guys start reading these books and like understand that would be. That would be my dream man. <laughs> that would be a podcast. Could you imagine like bros just get together for a book club on like these books? I have a no. book. Where'd it go? Oh my God. It's called the Romance Book Club. And it's a bunch of, uh, they're, so they're dual POV, which means they're both, you get from the guy's perspective and the girl's perspective. But the men are in a book club where they're reading romance novels to try and save their relationships. Oh my God. So it's a book. <laughs> it's a series. There's four of them, I think. There's, there's at least four. I've read three of them. We can talk about them when I get to my favorites, but they're okay. really good. They're I was going to say, it's in the pile. It must be good. Hysterical. Oh, like they're laugh out loud funny, which is why I love them. I like, I promise to everyone. I did not set that up. Like, I did not know that was going to be one that you pulled. That is so funny that that just (laughs) life imitates art. I love it. That's incredible. Oh my God. But I love the blog thing. I'm again with you on the blog thing. I started my Mm -hmm. blog senior year of college and I like start out very structured. Like every week I would have a post about something. And now I'm just kind of like, all right. It <laughs> like, when it exactly. When like inspiration strikes, I do. And that reminds me though, podcast. Cause then I kind of like mm-hmm. transition to podcast. I know you had a podcast celibate and the suburbs, which is hysterical and I love it. So talk us through that. Like, where did that idea come from? Mm-hmm. 
So Sullivan the Suburbs was and is, it still is, the yeah. name of yeah. my dating kind of section on the blog. And everyone was always like, you need to turn that into a podcast. Like you tell the best dating stories, like you have to share them. Mm-hmm. So the beginning, or I started before quarantine, actually, like probably last February, um, okay. started Sullivan Suburbs, the podcast. So I was talking dating stories um, and then quarantine hit. So it was... I was resharing old stories just kind of in a podcast form. And then it kind of tapered off because mm-hmm. there wasn't any dating. I didn't have much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a one woman show. And I don't know if you have anyone helping you, but I'm sure you know the struggle of you have to record it. You have to edit it. You have to cut it into clips. You have to post it. Like it's a lot of effort. Yeah. And I was working full time and there's a pandemic happening. Like it was just a lot on my plate and I was getting really burnt out. So I stopped. Totally. But then in... December, I came up with the genius idea of I should talk about romantic comedies on the podcast because I'm watching those all the time anyways. Mm -hmm. So I did for about, I think three months, I think I did it until, or maybe four, until about April. Every week I was talking about a new romantic comedy. So I was having my friends come on and talk about different romantic comedies with me. February, I did black rom-coms for Black History Month. Um, I did uh, um, the To All the Boys I Love Before series right before the third one came out. And I had like a ranking system of like, if it was, if I deemed it a rom-com and I had all these things that Mm -hmm. I look for in a rom-com and that's what makes like the perfect rom-com. What is your perfect rom-com? I have a four, it's a checklist of four things. Okay. Okay. Um, And a rom-com can be a rom-com without these four things. But it is the best rom-com if it has these. Okay. So it has to make you want to fall in love at the end. Bonus points if you're crying because you're sad that you're single. Yeah. Um, it has to be funny. It's a romantic comedy. I want to be yeah. laughing. Um, people hate the miscommunication trope, but I, I don't like it. But it, I think it is a core part of a romantic comedy. It's done better in some movies than other movies and books. Um, and then my, people disagree with me in this one, the best of the best of the best rom-coms have a musical number. Uh-huh. So it's either an actual like full singing performance or it's just some sort of someone singing for a short period of time or there's okay. a song associated okay. with the movie. Like I just watched When Harry Met Sally yesterday and they're singing in the karaoke store like trying to buy a wedding present. Like mm-hmm. that's a musical number to me Love. and the best the best rom-coms have some sort of musical number. I think that's a phenomenal checklist. I feel like that's going to like be in the back of my mind next time I'm reading one. I'm like, oh, could be better. Or watching one, it could be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a musical number because I'm with you. I love that. What is your personal favorite? Like what is the rom-com for you? It's what's your number? And oh. people, a lot of people have never seen it. I know, it's I seen starring it. Anna Faris and Chris Evans. Oh it came out in like 2009. So it's like peak young Chris yeah. Evans. It takes place in Boston, which I love because okay. rom-coms always take place in New York and yep. they, they're never in Boston. And it's not like hit you over the head Boston. Like no one has bad Boston accents. Okay. They just like, they take the red line, which like I've taken before. And like they, yep. you see the skyline, um, at the, her sister's getting married. And okay. at the end, okay. the wedding planner has like a wicked thick Boston accent. And at one point he goes, he's like, we have an issue. The hoppest isn't here, but it's okay. Cause I play the horn and we can do that instead. And it's like the wicked, wicked thick Boston accent. That is so funny. Um, and he's the only one that has like an actual Boston accent. So it's like relatively normal for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But it is 
laugh out loud funny. Oh, and I love Chris it. Evans is hysterical and he's super hot in it. So it's I yeah. I feel like I just haven't seen enough Chris Evans content. Like I know him to be a hot guy who I like to look Mm -hmm. at and I like to watch his stuff, but I just haven't. So that is a good one that I'm absolutely looking into. Does it have all four? Does it have a musical number? Yes, it does. He sings, he's in a wet, his character's like a, um, he's a singer songwriter and he is in a wedding band. So he sings twice in the movie. Check. That's incredible. It's a perfect 10 out of 10 for me. And that's what my checklist is based off of. Oh my God, that's so perfect. Okay, let's get into the TikTok bit. What was your relationship to social media like before the TikTok blow up? I've always, always, always loved social media. Like not even just like posting for myself. And like, I obviously love getting like seeing into other people's lives. But like, I think like Instagram, I think is cool because I like seeing like I, I follow a lot of like dancers and photographers who like I like getting to see that kind of stuff yeah. and artists and stuff um Twitter I use for like mostly funny content um Snapchat I use as like a communication thing I don't really use it as like a social media I guess um and so then when TikTok came out I was immediately hooked because I like the fact that you can scroll non-stop like it does not ever end right. which I guess is not a great thing because I get lost in it for hours and hours and hours but, but- Twitter and Instagram at some point like you get to the end and mm-hmm. TikTok you never really do so I liked it yeah. and I started posting in 2019 and like for some reason just randomly grew followers like yeah. it just I had like 10k and like for no reason like I wasn't oh, posting anything specific I was kind of just following trends like doing the occasional dance mm-hmm. um I teach dance like as okay. a like as a side gig at like my my childhood dance studio and so a lot of the kids that I teach would follow me and like they'd yeah. comment and like they'd ask me to do dances with them or whatever and then I hit like 30,000 followers for like no reason like I was oh, doing wow. I would do like a mishmash of stuff I was doing makeup tutorials I was doing dating stuff mm-hmm. like kind of just like what my blog was it was whatever came to my head and mm-hmm. I was posting and then I I started getting book talk videos on my actual for you okay. page I was like, oh, like, I like this. Like, this is a place that, like, I am happy with. Like, I'm getting recommendations. I'm starting to follow these people. Mm-hmm. And so I made my first book talk, and it was, have a cupcake. I like you. Have a cupcake. I like yes. you. Have a cupcake. It was that sound with um, just, like, random books that I read in the past couple of months. And then one of the books is, it's called The Hating Game, and it's a mm-hmm. book that people in book talk love, and I did not like it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a video talking about the books that I hated from Book Talk. So it was The Hating Game. It was Punk 57 by Penelope Douglas. The last book in the Off Campus series by L. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's The Score. And there was one more. I never remember what it was. And so I, it was like a three minute video. I was just talking about all those books. And the key to TikTok is getting comments. Mm-hmm. And so people were agreeing with me questioning the fact that I gave them all three stars because my rating system is bizarre yeah if I finish a book I give it three stars like even if I really didn't like it okay if I was you feel the need to finish finish it Mm -hmm. I feel the need to give it three stars as I feel that's very nice (laughs) it is very nice even though like I never want to read those books again yeah (laughs) and then people were commenting the other books that they hated from book talk okay so it blew up and I was gaining followers like crazy and so I started posting then I posted the books that I did like from book talk and then it just spiraled wow and here we are posting my book recommendations posting the books that I'm reading posting the books that I don't like that I do like yeah 
all that good stuff. That is so crazy because it's just so not what I assumed happened. Like I assumed that you were on TikTok since the beginning and you just like started your books and slowly but surely like everybody started to come. But I love that you kind of fell into that once you mm-hmm. already kind of had. And I remember seeing that video. Like, I don't know if that's when I followed you, but like I remember seeing that video and I was like, oh, am I on BookTok now? Like, cool. But that was recently. Like that was that, yeah, that it was- wasn't long ago like two months ago, maybe. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. Cause I just like, I really think of you as like one of those creators that was like, uh, tried and true. Like I would always have Sarah come back to like, she has something for me here. And I like that you go into everything. Cause that's something that I think some people do not wrong, but like, I don't love a creator that Mm -hmm. only ever sticks to their thing. Like it's cool that we get more from you. So I think that's Mm -hmm. cool how it started that way for you. And you just kind of found your niche, but you're still able to do your other things. That's really cool. I want to talk to you now about like, the pressure you feel if at all over keeping up with the content like I just think that there's are people like demanding that you read certain books and like you have to get back to them at a certain time like what's that been like because it's a recent I think like in terms of like my followers like I don't really feel like I want them to be happy with the content I'm posting but at the end of the day it's mostly 50,000 strangers. Like, I don't know a lot. Like I do have a lot of friends and like, I've made a lot of friends on book talk now. Like there are Mm -hmm. a couple people that are like my mutual followers and like, I really enjoy them. Yeah. Or like people will suggest books to me and I don't really like, if I want to read it, I'll say, Hey, like, this is on my list. Like, thank you for suggesting it. Or Mm -hmm. if it's something like they keep, people keep suggesting the Spanish love deception and it's not a book that I want to read. And I'll just reply like, and I'll say, Hey, like, this is not something I'm interested in. Thank you for the recommendation though. Mm -hmm. And I made a video at one point, like saying why I wasn't going to read it because so many people were recommending it to me at one point. But I, in terms of like my followers, I don't really feel like a pressure to kind of make content for them because I think I'm doing this for me for the most part. Like I'm not making money out of it. I'm not really getting anything other than like a community I guess Mm -hmm. some authors have started sending me their books and like are emailing me and asking me to send me their books and right now it's really exciting and it's fine but I do know I'm gonna have to start saying no if it gets to be more because I a can't read all those books like I'm not gonna have time and b like they're not always gonna be books that I'm interested in and it's I'm not the person that they want to read their book if I'm not gonna be interested in it so I haven't hit that point yet but if it does get to that point I think I understand hopefully that I I can say no and that they're not going to be offended. Like, I think being in social media, like as my profession Mm -hmm. helps me with this because I kind of understand the flip side of it a little bit more than someone who might not, which is nice. Like you think of how many emails, like I was on a PR thing one time where I was just like listing out the influencers and like, mm-hmm. you don't hear back from most of them. So even getting a note, you're like, oh, that's nice. Like they, yeah. they reply, you know what I mean? So I totally get that. That's so interesting. But I think that's good to keep in the back of your mind that like, it is for you. Like, I think people get so caught up in like the TikTok thing and like, oh, you got it. Like, how are you going to keep it? And you're like, listen, it's just a thing that I do, you know? It's just fun. Yeah. It's just I, I like that. sharing the books I read and my friends, not all my friends listen or like to read the books that I do and these people do so it's good for me to share it with them you found your people I love that so much and something that I've noticed is that people come to you for books that we don't we haven't seen a lot like whether it's you know main characters people of color or like you mentioned like plus size POVs and stuff so like talk me through it what do you think so I've always I guess through running my blog at least not so not always like within the past couple of years have tried to represent what I want to be represented as so like I am a fat black woman like I want to read and watch things that have me represent like represented in that mm-hmm. and so when I picked up the proposal it is a it's a black woman and she might be biracial 
too. I don't remember. She's either biracial or she's fully black um, and a Hispanic man. And I was like, oh, this is cool because rom-com movies are typically white people. And so I finally found books that were people of color. And so Jasmine Guillory is a woman of color and she's a fat woman of color. And so a lot of her books have POC or actually all of them have POCs. Mm -hmm. And then through Jasmine Guillory, I found other authors that were POC. And so it started off like I was accidentally not on purpose reading exclusively female black authors. And I'm sure people have been like super receptive to that. How has that been like in your comments? Is that a common thing that you get? Like that people are just glad to see you recommending those kind of books? Yeah. And I think they like to hear it from me, like as a person of color. And they're like, some of the more recent book talk books have been by white authors with white characters. And they're some of my favorite books. Like the, um, it happened one summer by Tessa Bailey. Tessa Bailey is one of my favorite authors. It Mm -hmm. happened one summer is one of my favorite books. It's two white people. Like it's not going to be super relatable. And it's a really privileged white girl going Mm -hmm. to a small town, which was the point of the book. Like the point of the book is that she gets humbled, but it's a turnoff for people that don't live that life like that like if you're a black person who comes from like a lower middle class family that's going to be a huge turnoff because those are the people you're kind of taught to not like Mm -hmm. um so I think to have the separation of like here are all these really hyped up white books and also here's some also really good books that are by people of color that are starring people of color like it's it diversifies not only what you're seeing literally but it's also just different from the same five books that get recommended no that's so interesting and I love to see it and I think that's I'm like very happy with TikTok in general because it in a lot of different little pockets I've been introduced to new people I mean also like we could talk about music with TikTok like how many artists you were introduced to that you never would have if it weren't for the platform I think the same could be said of books on book talk and it's a really cool thing to get mm-hmm. to witness. I don't know. I think people are very quick to be like, oh, it's just a TikTok thing. But that it's very hard to say that anything's just a TikTok thing anymore because it yeah. really has a ripple effect. I get all of my book recommendations and all of my music recommendations from TikTok. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's time we have to get into the books. I feel like we could just chat forever. I'm like behind on my time schedule here, but <laughs> let's get into some books. I want a lot of recs from you. Let's start anything fall specific now that we're in this like Mm -hmm. cozy season what do you recommend for fall so I went through my whole list and I learned this from someone I follow on TikTok I don't know if he's ever popped up on your page but his name's JT and he does the Jane Boston videos he reads Jane Austen in a Boston accent oh my god I love it. He one time gave his rules for recommending a book and the number one rule is that you have to have read it. So my fall books, I think romances give very summer vibes. I agree. These ones take place kind of not during the summer. So like they feel a little bit better. So Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert is like one of my all-time favorite books. And it takes place during the school year. Like she's a professor at this, or she's a like a student professor. Like, um, and he's a security guard on campus. So oh, it takes place during the school year, so it's less summer vibes because like they're in a school setting, yeah. but it's not a like I'm 25. I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was reading a high school book. Like they're like, they're full grown adults. It has a, so Danny is a she's fat. She's black. She's bisexual. And Zaf is the love interest. He, his like journey in the book is like all about his mental health. His yeah. dad and brother died in like a really tragic car accident, I think. Like some sort of accident. Like, 
and he's been dealing with that like in the back of his head for like these like all these past years so he's learning to like open up about that and like to share himself with people um so it's like talk talks a lot about mental health talks a lot about like being bisexual and like having dated past women but also dating men like now um and they're both people of color which I love Mm -hmm. and I love character development in my books like that's like my biggest yeah like thing that I look for and they both grow so much like together and like as people in this book and it makes me really happy and it's I love not like super fall vibes but it's during the school year so it's as fall as you're gonna get I think it's hard especially like at this time because it's so summer and like you're hearing all the summer books and the summer romances and I love that as much as anyone else Mm -hmm. but like in this weird in-between time where it's not a Christmas book but it's not Mm -hmm. a summer book I'm like what could I read that like does fall into this category so that's a good one to pick so then um if the shoe fits by Julie Murphy which is a Cinderella retelling in the sense that she's orphaned she has a stepmom she has stepsisters like she's looking for her prince charming that's Mm -hmm. really and her name's Cindy that's kind of like where it ends um but I liked the stepmom and her stepsisters are nice they're not like she has a good relationship with them which I really appreciate it because another thing I love is strong female friendships I really appreciate when female main characters have like a really strong female support group because like I think that's true in real life like you're not just going into things blind like you're asking really? your girlfriends for all this help um but she it's a fat lead and she goes on a bachelor type show because her stepmom is the producer of it and someone drops out at the last minute so she, her and her stepsisters get cast in it um so it talks it's not the best romance I've ever read but it was a really good book and the only reason it's I don't say it's the best romance is because it's only Cindy's point of view and because it's a bachelor type show that's how the book's written so it's you're getting very few moments where she's alone with Mm -hmm. the main character so it's like kind it's a lot of her like thinking outside of being with him yeah, um, but yeah. it's a really good commentary on being plus size in like a straight size world like especially in like LA and on a reality tv show um like she's a lot of good uh, kind of insight on getting sized for clothes like for the mm-hmm. show like she at one point they're pulling out like clothes for her to try on she's like none of these fit me like you knew I was coming on this show and you didn't think to get any clothes that would fit me like that's stupid on your part Mm. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, it's called If the Shoe Fits because she's obsessed with shoes because if you are a plus size person, you know, clothes shopping is hard, but shoes will always fit you. Um, so she's always been obsessed with shoes and she's like, a she wants to be a shoe designer. Cool. Um, and then Belle and the Beard by Kate Canterbury is a Beauty and the Beast retelling. Mm. Nothing Beauty and the Beast about it, except for the fact that she's pretty and he's... <laughs> has like a big beard and he's really big like there's I don't I don't I didn't know it was Beauty and the Beast retelling until other than the title I was like oh it's just a funny title but I guess it's technically was supposed to be a Beauty and the Beast retelling mm-hmm. um but they're neighbors and so they go from enemies to friends to lovers um with like kind of sort of fake dating like they kind of like start a relationship without like it's friendship but it's kind of like guised under like a this like secret relationship almost and he's like he's an arborist like he his Mm. job is with trees so it's like in the woods 
which is kind of fall vibes. No, it totally <laughs> is. Lot, there's a lot of tree talk. <laughs> a little tree talk. go to the woods a couple times. <laughs> okay. I love a forest <laughs> mention. Done. It's really good. It was on Kindle Unlimited. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, okay. it's great. Um, and then my last is the To All the Boys Love Before series by Jenny Han. If you've watched the movies, the books are 10 times better. It's during the school year. Lara Jean is like the love of my life. I love her so much. I want to so be fun. her. They're so cute. Jenny Han does like she's a really good writer. Like they are for YA romances. Like I as a grown adult, like love, love, love those books. They are so good and they're so easy to read. And again, they are so much better than the movies. Like the movies are great. The first movie is like one of my favorite movies. And the books are like, there's so much more information. Like it's so yeah. jam packed with like stuff happening. They're so good. Oh, I have I to read. Cause I did love that. Like that first movie specifically was so good. Oh, the yeah. second and third books are so much better than the movies. Yeah. Like, oh, I they, owe it to myself. Totally. There's so much more happening like behind the scenes. And like, you really get a lot more from her and Peter's relationship, like from mm-hmm. the books. It's yeah. So oh, I love it so much. Let's, what about all time favorites? Like no matter what, these are your tried and true. Like if someone's coming for a wreck, you're giving what? So take a hint, Danny Brown, which I mentioned earlier. It is yeah. so good. All of the Brown sisters books by Talia Hibbert are really good, but take a hint. Danny Brown is like my favorite of the three. Mm-hmm. And the wedding yeah. date by Jasmine Guillory is the first in the wedding date series. So I read the proposal, okay. which is the second book. I read that first by accident. You can read them all as standalones, which I think is like my favorite thing about romance Mm. series is because 99% of them you can read like separate from one another. Like sometimes they will be in like chronological order, but most of the time you can just read them by themselves and it's still like you get the full thing. Um, But The Wedding Date, it's a plus size black woman who's like a career woman. Like she is, she's either the mayor or like she's important. She's someone important. (laughs) like she's like she does important things yeah (laughs) um and they meet and it's like my favorite you keep me cute they meet in an elevator that gets shut down and like oh good they're sold from there like it's really cute i'm sold from there i'm like say no more i'm there like (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's fantastic um and then the bromance book club the series it is laugh out loud funny my god like i God, I'd expect it was just gonna be a normal like romantic comedy like romance first usually in books but there are scenes where like I was literally like laughing out loud takes place in Nashville so it's Nashville's like they're like they're famous people like he's a baseball player there's baseball players there's football players there's a um like singers and like a he's like a club owner so they're all like high profile people like in this book club trying to save their relationships I cannot emphasize enough how funny these books are. I said to my roommate, like, they need to make it like a Netflix movie or like a TV show purely because of how funny it is. Like, and the concept is like, it's no, it's so cool. Reading romance novels. Like, it is inherently funny. No, it totally is. I was just going to say, like, of all of the ones that you mentioned, what's the first one you want as like a Netflix series or movie or something? Would it be that one, do you think? Romance Book Club. Absolutely. I would watch so fast. Yeah. It is white. It's a white person writing white people. Mm-hmm. I do this fun thing where I put myself as the characters and I saw like, and they don't, she doesn't really describe them that well uh, mm-hmm. or not that well. She describes them well. She doesn't describe their physical yeah. like a lot. Um, and the wife is 
blonde and the kids are blonde but for some reason I really pictured them as like mixed like mm -hmm. I pictured them as biracial um and so then the third book is or the second book I think is about the wife's sister so like I pictured her as mixed mm -hmm. so like they were about white people but like I threw myself into them yeah but then my favorite 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 book is Beach yeah. Read by Emily Henry it is so good if you have not read it, it's, I, I don't think it's a romance. Okay. Contro okay. Controversial opinion. Interesting. It, it's marketed as a romance. I don't think it's a romance because it, the romance isn't like the main plot. Like it's mm -hmm. really about her grief of getting over the fact that her dad has A, just died and B, was cheating on her mom for like years oh, and years okay. and years. Mm -hmm. And so She's dealing with that. She's living in the house that her dad lived in with the mistress in this beach town. And it, it's like, it's a, it's called beach read. It's supposed to be, it takes place during the summer, but for some reason I get very like gloomy mm. fall vibes almost. Like it should have been in my fall recommendations, mm. but like, I don't get like happy spring, like right. summertime vibes. Like they don't go to the beach that often they go there's like a cult that they're researching oh. like it's a lot it's not like your typical romance I was just like, gonna say I the couple in it like Augustus in January like one of my favorite couples mm -hmm. it's just not like their relationship is not the focal point of the story it's still really good and I love their relationship but it is like way more like about January's character growth than it is mm -hmm. about like her falling in love and I'm trying to get it at the library, but there's so many holds on it because everybody wants to read it because everyone says it's like the book you need to read. Really enjoy that. Like it's coming of age, but like grown up. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think that's like what I've been seeking out more because I love it so much. But a lot of the things that you find is like a high school girl. And I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm over that. Like I didn't have that experience in high school. I need like another go at it. You know what I mean? So I think it's yeah. really fun to like pinpoint those authors is fun. I love that. Yeah, I oh think she does a really I'm, good I'm living for this. I just have to, I got to hit the library. Sarah, you're giving me everything I need. So good. I'm so sorry that I feel like I'm taking up so much of your time. I really didn't think this was going to be this long, but I'm living for it. A couple wrap-up segments now. Every week on our show, we do a segment called Swoon of the Week. Just a chance to like gush over whoever you're crushing over. Do you have a swoon of the week? Who is it? I do. I have two, actually. I, hit me. I took notes. When you sent me your email, uh, I took notes. <laughs> she is the ideal guest. I knew you were going to be good. Like, I, I should have I should have blocked <laughs> off the hour. I should have known. <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to forget anything. You're so, um, so I mentioned Ted Lasso. So I have been watching Ted Lasso with my roommate and we just started season two. And I am obsessed with Sam. I love him with every ounce of my heart. I love Ted Lasso too. Like he's, I love Jason Sudeikis. Like he's so funny. He's so mm -hmm. great. But Sam has run away with my heart. <laughs> I love him. Like from the first episode he's in, I was like, this man's the love of my life. Like I want to protect him. I want to fall in love with him. I love him so much. He makes me so happy. I love it. That's exactly how a swoon ought to make you feel. You understand. Perfect. Okay. Who's the other one? And the other one, this guy, his name is Evan K Tattoo on TikTok. Okay. He's just a tattoo artist. He is, he has like that big, like fluffy mustache. He's covered in <laughs> tattoos. And every time he shows up my For You page, I end up scrolling through his whole TikTok, like for like way longer than I probably should. I love it. I love a TikTok crush. Like we said before, you never know what you're going to find scrolling through it's, that page. I'm telling you. He's so hot. I love him. 
I love it. I knew you were going to have a good swoon. I'm so happy to hear. <laughs> okay. Last one, just to wrap up every week with my guests, we go through her reflections of the week. H is for something you're happy about in this moment. E is something that's giving you energy right now. And R is a recent realization. So hit me. You already have your notes. This is going to be quick. <laughs> so these I actually did not write down because okay. I want them to be from the I brain. like that I better. I love that. Hit me. Happy? Happy. I just went to one of my best friend's weddings on Friday. <gasps> that's so-, so I met her my freshman year of college and she was with her now husband, her like my freshman year. And so I've known them for like basically their entire relationship. Yeah. And I was like in the wedding party, it was a bridesmaid. And like, it was all of my like best friends from college. Like it was so much fun. He yeah. was so happy. She was so happy. Like it was just so, it was so much fun. And like watching them like grow up and fall in love together. Yeah. Like, which was really yeah. like, I just, I loved it. And like, now they're together. Oh, we love love. I love that. <laughs> Okay, what's next? Energize. What's giving you energy right now? Um, I'm gonna be honest, the three cups of coffee that I had today. I found a new oatmeal creamer at Whole Foods and it is vanilla flavored. It is so good. And I just I'm just chugging cups of coffee all day. It it just tastes good. I love it. You found the creamer you needed. I love that. That's great. And then recent realization. What are you realizing lately? Um, I'm realizing that I should do things for my happiness, like not for others. I think a big thing I've learned in the past year was that like, I need to put me first. I like sadly lost friends, like in the past year, like due to like discombobulations of things, like a whole set of things. But at the end of the day, it's, I need to put what makes me happy and like, what's going to make me a better person in front of me. And like, reading books is what makes me happy and like Mm -hmm. doing stuff like this like making tiktoks like that's what makes me happy and like people that don't want to do that like or don't think that's good for me like they don't need to they don't they don't mean anything no i'm with you it makes me happy and it's harming no one that's exactly it that's all as long as you're not harming anyone do what makes you happy I love it. That is a great realization. And I think an important thing that we can all take away from, like there are some people who just suck the life out of you and you don't need that. Who has time for that? No, 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 I'm with you. Excellent round of reflection. Excellent swoons. Excellent Rex. Sarah, this was seriously so much fun. I love that it went literally double the time we thought it would because it just means we had too much to discuss. I feel like there might be a part two in our future. I'm going to say it. I'm I'm here for it. This was so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so, so much for being here. See you. Thank you. Bye. That does it for this week, everybody. Thank you so, so much for listening. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to follow us on Spotify or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. A rate and review would be so great. You can find us on Instagram at her.blog.life. You can find me on Instagram at rachelmalik13. Sarah's on Instagram at biracialbooty and Sarah's on TikTok at Sarah underscore Thompson 25. For blog posts, you can go to our website, herbloglife.online. And for behind the scenes videos of recordings like this one, just search Rachel Malik on YouTube. I should pop up. Feel free to subscribe there as well. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. We'll see you next Sunday for our Halloween special. I'm Rachel Malik. This has been the Her Life Blogcast.